0: Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. so we think, but in the end, we leave that up to you. Either way, what we have to talk about is Ageless! So we are recording from a new environment, and I think it fits really nicely with the whole theme of Gemini season, which we are also recording in. Um, we don't have our usual studio set up. Uh, That's because we had to move again. Mm. Because Uh,
1: the air conditioning in our house broke and mm -hmm. it's a very, very intense machine. Like the technology is just... I don't know, I don't understand it, but it's very far ahead in the future, and so you cannot just go to your next hardware store and pick up another AC.
0: No, it all has to be, like, custom ordered, and there's specialists and many people involved, so it's taking some time, so uh, I decided to just move us to the beach for a while until it's fixed, so it's nice and cool, so that we can keep on working, because it's very (laughs) difficult... uh, to do like healing work and uh, writing. And even, I it's very difficult for me to sleep in the heat, mm. even it's very difficult. And so I just got to be too much, so.
1: But this year, remember last year, we were out of internet for like quite a while. But so this year we made it a big, big point to not believe we had like this one prospect where they said, yeah, we don't have internet yet, but it's coming. And that's what they told us last year. And then five months later, you know, we had internet. So this time we really made sure that we have it. So here we are. So here
0: we are by the seaside. Uh, Thankfully, we can keep on with our work. And is of course, here also. She has, hello, everybody. (laughs) And so I think we're just, you know, continuing on with this whole theme of acceptance. And it's really funny because when I was talking to some, of our friends about this kind of like just for them, they're kind of used to us just solving problems and finding solutions and stuff. So I kind of want to just talk about that because it kind of opened my eyes about like how this is like solving problems and how we are so good at solving problems and stuff. Like I've never really thought about that before. So I wanted to open the discussion for that. Kind of like, how does acceptance fit into problem solving? Or what is problem solving?
1: Hmm. Well.
0: And how does it fit into overcoming your fate?
1: All right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we take one question at a time, maybe? Yeah,
0: like it's just because I kinda had this funny idea, like as I was asking the question, I was like editing the question in my Mm. mind because it was like, How could you ask that question? Like how could you how could there be such a thing as a problem if everything is just a journey to bring out the best of you?
1: And that's true there is no such thing as a problem. It's only we making it into a problem if we start to not accept the situation and start what I call arguing with reality. Like, that we see a situation, but then we start to be victimized or getting angry, or or like in our case with the air conditioning, you know, we could have just, like, be bitching and moaning about the situation, saying, you know, what is, like, going on, and why us, and why me, and why does it take so long, and, and, and. And this is arguing with reality, because the situation is, that thing is broken. And the way I handle things like that is, I always ask myself, like, is my next step helping me to change the situation. And if I sit there being victimized or blaming whoever I can blame, which is just another face of being victimized, that does not help solving the problem. So I just forgo that step. And I go into acceptance, and the moment I accept something, I mean, I think you will remember that we said that rests with the archetype of the Empress, Mm -hmm. and with her also rests creativity. So that means I accept something, and instantly, like, the gates of creativity are opened.
0: That's really interesting. So what I hear you saying is that the problem lies in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Like beauty, which is also the empress. Yes. So as we've been kind of like talking about in this series of acceptance, like we are now in the stage of the archetype of the lovers, which comes after the hierophant. And it's really more about the synergy or the synergization of what comes after acceptance. But I think it's really profound the way you say that that something that doesn't go the way you expect it to in the material world is only a so-called problem when I make it a problem.
1: Yes, that's 100% true, because, I mean, first of all, the idea of that things should work out a certain way is already kind of fantastic, because... Remember, we don't have the bigger picture, so we really clearly have
0: no idea what a situation should look like. But that's kind of like these expectations that we have, then are a limited idea of what life could be like.
1: Yeah, and it's mostly comfort zone and codependence.
0: And that is creating a problem.
1: Yes. That's the energy that creates a problem or an obstacle that then we, you know, uh, label as a problem. And then
0: we don't want to go into, like, the next level.
1: No, no, not at all. We Mm -hmm. don't want to um, because we don't want to change. You know, we want to have things to be the way we want them to be and this is how it was from the beginning and so we don't want to change we are not open to something else something new
0: the gemini season which we are in at the time of this recording is all about change yes so i think that's really interesting like with what you're talking about and because we're going all through through the seven week journey the archetypes we're working with and this week one of them is about what you were talking about earlier, that creativity is only accessed or activated through acceptance. Yes. So if we expect something to be the way that it is, we don't accept it. Yeah. Unless
1: by <clears> a happenstance it is the way you know we expect it, but... That's really just um, an exception rather than a truth.
0: If we accept something, say that again. I didn't understand that. If by happen chance, what? What's the yeah? Exception? Like
1: if something turns out the way we expect it to be. Yeah. But not because that's the truth. Because you know things turn out the way we expect them to be but just by happenstance, you know, like in an endless universe, it's also possible the that the situation <laughs> turns out the way I expect it to.
0: Right, but that's then just like luck or karma yeah. or mm-hmm. just, or could it, it's not random, it's just karma that maybe you're using up or good, good merit or something.
1: I don't know, it might be random
0: might be random. It
1: might be random. It, I mean, in the very, very big picture, it might be random. Okay. That's a
0: whole nother conversation, yes. but what I want to stay focused on is like this idea of if you have expectation, you're creating a pro like that's the problem Yes. because you're not. So I think the way to get out of that is to like open your mind mm-hmm. because if you have expectation, uh, There's no room for this acceptance and thereby this creativity to then create a solution or to problem solve.
1: Because an expectation uh, as a first step to entitlement or another word for entitlement, really, if we're all honest, is um, a hallmark of a small mind. Mm -hmm. It's a very narrow mind because, you know, this is what I know and this is how I expect it to be because I can only expect something to be a certain way if I know it already.
0: Yeah. Right. So this is about knowing it all. Yeah, so then a quote-unquote problem solving is just more of accepting the flow and taking the next step and being open-minded.
1: Yes, and allowing the unknown to happen. Because a creative solution will always be an unknown. It is something that you have not thought
0: before. There was a situation today actually where I went out and we were cooking some dish and we needed more olive oil. So I went out and walked to the store and they were closed by nine minutes. So I had to walk on the other side of town like to the market that was for sure open in the middle of the day. And then I, and then I bought the wrong kind of olive oil because I mean, I, I like misread the label and it turns out like I bought some like low quality olive oil, which I never even could imagine that someone would eat that. So mm. like, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I could not imagine. So I got home and I immediately tried it and I almost threw up. Mm -hmm. So then I had to go back out and get this olive oil, the one that I actually really thought I wanted. I don't know why I bought the other one, probably just for this experience. And I was like so annoyed because I had to probably walk 3,000 steps just, you know, trying to get this olive oil. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't it was just like, you know, that I had so many things to do and it was just like, my goodness, why is this so complicated? And first of all, yesterday, the day before, I knew I should have bought olive oil because I had a feeling that the olive oil was going out because we just pound through it, especially in our, like getting a feel for our new home here at the beach. And I'm like, I know we need olive oil because Mm. we have it by the vats in our other house, like at home, (laughs) home. And so whatever. So I was just like, I was getting really kind of just irritated about the situation. And I thought, I mean, it's petty, but it's, I think a good example. And so then I think this is about knowing that I need to not solve a problem, but be open minded to what's the message here? What's the unknown? Why, why am I making these kinds of mistakes that I shouldn't be making, you know, where was my consciousness earlier? What, you know, what, I mean, not without thinking about it too hard, but just kind of thinking like, why would I buy an olive oil that I don't even know what it is?
1: Mm. It was like a refined kind of bouquet of different kinds of olive oils. I also have seen something like that. I've never
0: seen something like that. I think it was like a brigade or whatever, you know, like like this mixture. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. The, the reason why I'm taking it there for myself in this situation is because this was a go out and quickly get an olive oil kind of thing mm-hmm. because like we're cooking. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, oh yeah, let's go get olive oil. This was like, no, we need olive oil quickly. And yeah, you mm-hmm. could ask your neighbor, but it's like, we really needed it. So, it was, I think like, I just kind of hold myself to this, not getting in, not making a problem out of it, but accepting the situation and then kind of seeing what comes from that, like, and I think this can be applied to anything.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I don't think it's petty because it's like these things, these what you call petty or small moments that make up a life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
1: And these are the situations, you know, where in every day, in every moment, we have a choice if we're going back to the lovers, you know, to really then freak out and blame and you know feeling victimized i
0: mean there it's really like it's so true what you say because creating a problem is like a substitute for creativity because it's so interesting yeah because it's like i i in that moment i could think of all the stress that i have from this like Mm -hmm. i have so many things to do i have so many meetings i have so many deadlines i have this that the other thing i'm hungry you're hungry everyone's hungry everyone's waiting you know the store is closing like i'm running around it's hot you know i mean cooler Mm -hmm. than home but still warm in the sun and you know walking around and all this and that and going back and forth and like coming up with all these reasons creating really all these reasons to be upset rather than to be grateful and then to create like just something inspirational out of it or just to kind of see like Why did that happen? That's really
1: actually a very cool thing you said. I've never looked at it from this perspective, but of course, this is totally true. I mean, the flow of creativity does not stop only because my mind is closed. Of course, the flow of creativity is always there, but like you said so nicely that Mm -hmm. what I create, that's very different. And in uh, the instance of, you know, being victimized, I might create, um, a fight yeah. or I might even, you know, then being rushing and angry and, mm-hmm. uh, bump into a person who then smacks me in the face. You know, I mean, we really then don't totally. know what it is that we're creating. That's, I think, a very interesting input that you brought to the Yeah, that's here. why I
0: thought, like, I created this mistake. Yeah. Why?
1: Mm. Why? Why?
0: I mean you know I I know why Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what I said
1: like only the person doing it can answer that question because I always say you know that's between you and your karma but it's
0: really such a good way to just be distracted yeah you know to just then and be victimized and blah 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 and then have the substitute for true creativity of like solving Mm. things rather than dissolving things with complaints
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I, this is kind of like a thing that um is kind of a waste of energy and can bring out a lot of worries and doubts and all kinds of things it's a builds up over like you say it's like these little parts of life yeah. that then make up a life yeah and I think, like, just these little habits. So, you guys, if you ever have, like, little domestic things that, you know, drive you crazy a little bit, maybe just stop and think, like, for a second, why? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I irritated about this? Or what's the problem here? Or what do, what, what do I need to learn? And even with, like, your own families and your friends and the people you work with, like, you're in your third house, as it's called, like, your immediate environment's, To just kind of look and see, like, to not take it for granted, but to, I mean, I work with so many people and and a big message that I come that I repeat so many times and so many things to to so many people is like, work within your life, Mm. you know, find the spirituality and the work within your life. It's not like this, you know, esoteric kind of. Uh, arena it's like really in the in the daily grind.
1: Yeah because like that archetype of the Empress, you know that's just there and it rules all of us and all areas of life. And from there we have to move
0: on. But you have to accept it. Yes and you I do. think another like the, one of the downsides of Gemini is this energy of boredom. and if like you're bored, you don't accept it.
1: Like you don't accept what? That you're bored or a situation? I
0: think if you're really accept a situation for what it is, it's impossible to be bored.
1: Mm, I agree. I agree because I remember I was bored. I'm very, very lucky this way, but I once in my lifetime I remember I was bored. And that was I was like with a group of people at a cafe. It was when I lived in LA. And I had this experience where all of a sudden I realized I'm not connecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I identified mm-hmm. that as I'm being bored, which means wow. like I was not interested in what they had to say. Yeah. I was like, and then I realized, wow, this is what boredom is like. Mm-hmm. Like I am not connecting, mm-hmm. which means I'm not
0: engaging.
1: Mm-hmm. And therefore, of course, I would be bored. Yeah, but means... I'm
0: sure it wasn't like you were just sitting there. I'm sure you were like, you know, talking and acting and stuff.
1: No. Like you were just... I was not. I was really just sitting there. It was like a group like, of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And I was like really just within myself. And I was really bored. And yes, I did not accept the situation because... I didn't want to be there. I could have as well just said, okay, guys, thank you. That was nice and go home. Hmm. But no, I really didn't want to do that. And I'm sure I had like a gazillion reasons that probably had all to do with some sort of uh, misplaced control. Why I didn't do that?
0: I don't understand. Mm. Misplaced control over what?
1: Over the situation.
0: That they were talking about or just the situation in the cafe?
1: This situation in the cafe. Like, you know, maybe I didn't, I wanted to control over that they didn't think I was weird or I wanted to control over what it was that they were talking about. If it was something that I then really didn't like, I could just be there and put my foot down. Or, you know, just how you call it, petty stuff. Right, But what I'm trying to say with that is that I pretended I don't have a choice. And I did. I just didn't execute it. I literally was stuck in my boredom. And that's my experience with boredom. And I, like I said, I think I'm blessed in these situations that I've rather engage and then be honest about what it is that I'm feeling than to have this disconnect
0: and yeah I feel like boredom is also another subject that we that needs to be discussed in a separate (laughs) episode because it's like there's just so many different layers to boredom and disguising boredom and you know how we get how basically we distract ourselves right before we realize that we're bored but Mm -hmm. we're bored up you know the whole time anyway mm. you know the all kinds of buffing and stuff like that so but yeah I understand so if, if you accept the situation then you see you have the choice yes and the lovers are the choices mm-hmm. the Gemini is the choice
1: Hmm.
0: man the acceptance thing that's really God grant me the wisdom to accept the things I can change and the things that I cannot mm-hmm. you know I think that's how it goes but it's yeah acceptance you know, like
1: to change the things I can and to accept the ones I can't or something yeah like something that. like
0: that like the, mm-hmm. the serenity prayer mm. it's really powerful
1: very powerful but
0: it's uh, I think it's just so much easier to reject yes Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is like, we haven't really talked about that no. <laughs> directly, mm-hmm. but it's just so much easier to reject things and to not accept them because with acceptance, it's like this, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that alone is like, who wants that?
1: mm yeah and for me it's like the like i said the moment i accept them i can change them but it may not always look once again here we
0: go coming full circle uh i have the i have the expectation that's what i want to say thank Uh you for bringing it full circle because this energy of expectation and entitlement and talking about what you're saying like with change And the whole teaching of the Gemini workshop was Mm -hmm. about exchange, Mm -hmm. but I won't talk about that, but like this whole energy of, okay, so I make the change, but then it has to look like this. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly.
0: So many people like also with diets, for example, Mm -hmm. okay, so I'm going to follow this diet and I'm going to get like these. Hormones and this amount lost or this amount gained or whatever. Mm. Okay, I expect this. Mm-hmm. But change, you cannot expect change. And this is something I know. Like you cannot ex- you cannot have an expectation with what, true change. What change looks like. What change looks like. Yeah. And what I have found is, and maybe this is connected to this control thing but in my research and development and experience with, like, the New Age circles is that entitlement has been repackaged as intention. Yeah, I know. Yes.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. That it's all about, okay, I'm going to intend, I'm going to manifest. Yes. I'm going to manifest my soulmate Mm -hmm. and I'm going to manifest my dream job and I'm going to manifest this. That's really just... And then I'm going to act as if I already have it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a recipe for entitlement if Mm -hmm. I've ever heard of one.
1: And failure too. Because it really doesn't work that way. You have to love your situation. You have to love where you're at.
0: Yeah. Because, and and it's become a whole science Mm. now it's all explained with like quantum fields and all like entitlement has like a whole pseudoscience. Now explaining how it works, which I'm not saying it's not accurate, but what I'm saying is, is that it's like having an expectation of an intention
1: yeah, but that all means, you know, in order for it to work also in the quantum field, it's like you have to have somewhat like a blank slate, you know, how we do in the moon workshops, like it has to be blank. If there is a program running underneath, no matter what you do, you know, this will always be what manifests, because an underlying program is in charge. Yeah. And, um, so these are patterns that we all have. And if we just pretend that the patterns are not there, you know, like we can try, but it will not matter. And this is why people love to reject also more than they love to accept. Because when I reject things, I think things can stay the same.
0: Just hold your thought right there because you know, these patterns and these problems that you're talking about. I don't need that negativity in my intention circle. Mm, yeah. I don't need that. These negative vibes. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You know, someone told me the other day, actually, by the other day, I mean today. That when they first got on the spiritual journey and... I know you're probably listening to this, so bless you for this. But when when they first got on the the spiritual journey, they thought it was going. <laughs> okay, I cut to the end, right? They thought they didn't realize that it's going to be like work where they have to look at their patterns. They thought it was going to be like um, like a like a peyote trip, you know, of like feathers and like a procession of just amazing energy, which of course it is, but they had no idea that what it actually was is looking at these underlying patterns that you're talking about. And I thought this was so insightful because I mean, this is totally what's what's happening with this energy of rejection and coming back just really quickly to the new moon meditations because the way I developed them, the way that they are designed, uh, is yes, working with intention, but each and every new moon has a a particular, uh, configuration, um, that is exposing and showing you what those patterns are underlying and how, and the way that I've set it up with the technologies, is to see exactly uh, where it's manifesting in your life and how it's affecting you. So I go into what is the configurations of the patterns and how then we can intend by looking at these patterns and clearing it out. And this is like a big difference than just having an expectation. And then you're letting it go. And this is also really, one of the the precepts, the first precept that uh, God gave to Moshe was to really bless and connect with the new moon so that you can make things grow. And that's very different than randomly at any time of the month, wanting to intend something. Now, of course you can do that if you, but only if you can get out of time of time and space, And the indication of that is walking through matter. So until we can do that, we need to work with these cycles. And a good way to be able to walk through a wall, for example, is to not have an expectation.
1: Wisely said.
0: (laughs) So I just had to say this about because, you know, there we are totally working with Mm. intentions, but we're addressing these programs that's different each and every month each and every new moon cycle. So it's not the same thing, that you have to constantly be looking at these different things. And, and by
1: constantly, we mean constantly. Mm-hmm. And here we come back to like those petty situations that of course, you know, I can set up like what I want. I can shoot this in the quantum field yes. or however you want to see it. I can perceive it as this now happening. This is all true, because, you know, I dissolve that pattern, how we do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I have to get out of this meditation, and then I have to actually do that. Yeah, totally. And there will be situations in your daily life, more than one, I can promise you, that will show you that pattern that you decided to give up so that you, your intention can manifest. Oh, totally. And if you can do that, then it totally works. But the most important thing is like looking at those patterns that are making your choices for you. And those patterns will keep you from accepting what is, and they will be forever at war with reality.
0: Beautiful. Totally, and I think a big difference between knowing like an authentic and, um, codependent path is like, uh, an event or, um, a teaching that caters to these patterns or helps you to get out of these patterns. Because I see so many, uh, new moon and full moon, uh, online things and man oh man I mean I'm mm. telling you I mean I I don't know this is like really just not it's just like um false advertising mm. because an, an amazing thing about the lunar windows is that you don't have to be a good meditator that really carries the energy for you because that's what we're supposed to do at that time hmm But at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's just all flowing and I reject anything that I don't want to look at. Mm -hmm. Like the, these moons are so powerful. They are gifts that we have every single month, twice a month, new moon, full moon. And really each phase is a gift too. But you Mm -hmm. know, we don't talk about this right now but it's really like these are opportunities we have to come clean and to what you say so beautifully, clear the plate mm-hmm. or the, 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 the canvas mm-hmm. so that we can create the life that we want to live and not be victimized by it.
1: Yeah, my experience is sadly that most people who think they are on a spiritual path really are not because most people really do not even know what spirituality is, their mind is, has been and is being poisoned by ideas that have little or nothing to do with what spirituality is. Because a spiritual lifestyle is seriously in every second remembering that there are two responses, You remember them. If I can hear you, you say them out loud. That's sympathetic joy and and compassion. compassion. And if you do not remember that, and if you think you have permission to hate your neighbor because he did this or that or the other thing, or that you can fight with your husband because he brought the wrong olive oil, which I didn't, just for the record, but you know, you feel entitled to negativity for whatever your patterns are. You're not living a spiritual lifestyle. You are not. You may just have the intention to start on a spiritual path, but you are not. And chances are that your vibration gets lower and lower and lower with every time you make this choice of rejection. That then turns into hatred, you know, so that you can't even see anymore that there is another way to act, and that there is something that's called acceptance. You will start to feel entitled to your negativity, wow. and you will find one hundred thousand reasons for why this is okay to act that way, and not only okay, but because it's part of your path. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, I mean, of course, I can laugh about it too, but really I just I have compassion for it. I really do. I have a lot of compassion for these people because one day they will wake up, like you said in your Gemini teaching, I think it was. or No, it's of this...
0: Seven-week journey. Yeah,
1: seven-week journey teaching. You know, it's always you always won't transform because this is the matter of the universe. And so it will be through suffering or it will be proactive. Yeah. That was in the Gemini teaching. If you look around, Mm -hmm. then you see for most people, it's actually through suffering and I, you know, have a lot of compassion for that. And I wanted to say one more thing because I often encounter that too, I mean, I do not know if you have heard such a thing, like um, there's something like a consciousness transfer at the time of death. Like in Christianity, it's like uh, the last ointment or it's called when the priest comes and gives you the oil and then in Buddhism, it's like a power and stuff like that. And so I have heard people say, well, they can do, basically whatever they want, because at the time of death, they will have their guru do a consciousness transfer, like into a you know enlightened state. And hey guys, if you're one of those, just let me tell you that doesn't work. Because that opportunity of a consciousness transfer or like a, you know a last right, like where you open the third eye and the crown. Like this is always available, and if you cannot access this now, you really cannot access it in time of death. And this is how I always say: you will know if you can or not. Try it in a dream. You know, you fall asleep at night and you have a dream. And then in the dream, decide that now you transfer your consciousness into a paradisical place. And if you can do that, you're good. If not, you have to practice a little bit more.
0: Okay, so how can we get out of that state that maybe we are feeling like that? And how can we start to make changes and move into acceptance and stuff, or how can we change this if we're going down the wrong path, how can we get on the right path, and what, how can we know if we're on the wrong path, or what can we do?
1: Like I said many times before, you know, by practicing the two responses. I know I may sound boring, but trust me guys, it's worth trying it I out. think
0: for some of, yeah, I think that's true as an end result, but I think a lot of us have to do a lot of work to even get to a place where one of those two responses is even an option. So I think it's about opening our heart to things that we hate. I think that's, and then we can start to either have the joy, the sympathetic joy or the compassion because I think so many of us are just so programmed, especially in these times to be so discouraged or what's the word for like, if you don't have hope, despondent despondent or like in a state of despair or Mm -hmm. like where you just think like, okay, like that's not going to change. And yeah, I accept it for what it is, but I really don't accept it. Like, Because with acceptance, you're not sad.
1: No, not at all. Because as we said, like the creative gates open and like flood through you and you're instantly elevated. Yeah,
0: but some situations are, are sometimes just very difficult to accept. And I think that maybe just like a quick little tip is maybe I can look at this another way. And I know that if I'm not responding with sympathetic joy or compassion, then I need to figure out how I can get there.
1: Exactly. And this is exactly how I meant that, like, remembering the two uh, responses. Yeah. Because we need that honesty. Maybe you don't have,
0: maybe you cannot have those, maybe you cannot, like, execute execute either of those Mm -hmm. two responses, but you can at least then see within yourself, oh, no. Exactly. I'm not joyful about this, and I'm not compassionate. So that means so I, have re- I reject it. So yeah, why so is I my have,
1: mind and my heart closed? And I need
0: to get help. Yep, that's right. And that and I think that's like a really good practical way to do that. Because yes. it's kind of like, it's, yeah, now I understand what you're saying. It's about remembering that yeah. these are the choices, mm-hmm. not that I have to do it, and if I'm not doing it, I'm messing up. is just no. like... No, it's like I either have sympathetic joy and I think a big word there is sympathetic because yes. anyone can just, you know, pop a pill and, you know, be joyful.
1: Yeah. Or, or
0: so-called, so you know... Or, or
1: smirk because or, something bad has or, happened to, yeah, to me or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or
0: really be in pity yeah. and thinking it's compassion. Mm. Like having pity for someone else and thinking it's compassion. You know, yeah. this too. So it's like, no like really just be honest with yourself the universe will send you opportunities yes and so maybe you can think about it just like you know i remember this is the options and if i'm not there then maybe make a note of what is Mm -hmm. and then you can make a map how to get to sympathetic joy or compassion that's
1: right and And in order it's it's worth it you have to accept where you're at
0: yeah and that's really amazing accepting where you're at and even if like you're somewhere it's like not that great if you accept it it already starts to get better
1: 100 percent. and it's
0: totally worth it because the first step (laughs) in AA is accepting you know that there is a so-called problem yes and we now know, coming full circles, that the problem is within you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: within like the beholder. And they
1: I would agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so mm-hmm. I think this is really interesting and uh, worth another listen. So go ahead and press replay. And if this has already been your second listen, this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of... Ageless! Ageless. Please share with someone in your reality, your family, your friends, and you can be extra brave and send it to someone you know doesn't want to listen (laughs) to it. Okay, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye!